with Adrianosaurus. Yes, I do this every year. I go and do an award show in the mid part of the year. I do one at the end of the year as well, where I give out my awards for Super Coach Player of the Year by position. So my hooker of the year, my front rower of the year. I give them for my reasons too. It doesn't have to necessarily be best average of the year. Uh, it could be somebody who was a cheapie that came good, or it could have been somebody that um, you know had a certain part, part in the year um, we all bought them low and then they um, picked up their average and, you know, they, they caught up on the big guys. It could be somebody who was a midi that is scoring at a premium sort of score for the year. Whatever reason I have for giving my award, that's my choice. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, and I'm also going to give out my flop of the year as well. Now, Flop of the year is only super coach. It's not actual players in the NRL because even these players who have not worked out for us for super coach, um, you're doing a great job, guys, and you, you know, you're in the NRL. I'm not. Um, so while I might be a little sarcastic in giving you bonbons um, for super coach, it's not a reflection of you as a person, as a player, as somebody that we value and love um, and give much support and and respect to. So uh, it's just a bit of fun. Um, so I'm going to give out my goods and bads across all of the positions and we'll do it how we see it on our Supercoach app. We'll start at the hooker. Okay, for the mid-year award in the hooker position, let's do a bit of a run-up, eh? Jeremy Marshall King wins the award mid-year for me in the hooker position. There's a few reasons why he's the bloke for me. Number one is that he has an average that is beating premium hookers of the past in Harry Grant, uh, Damian Cook, even Robson of last year. Uh, as the highest averaging uh, hooker we have have this year, he's been terrific. Um, he wasn't actually cheap to start the year because he had a ripping year last year, Jerry Marshall King. Um, he started, you know, over 600K, 610,000. Um, but the lowest he's dropped down was 588,000. So he's really held his value very well. Uh, and as it stands now, he's got a three-point break on uh, players like Harry Grant and Damian Cook. Um, it's a you know, it's a seven-point um, average better. Uh, he's played 10 games this year, um, which we've, he's been out from time to time, which has been a bit of a pain um, at times for people. But, um, you know, in the case of, like, Egan and stuff that people have owed, you've only got nine games. Uh, what I really like about Jeremy Marshall King is he's only 9.3% owned at this point in the year. Uh, and if you're someone like me and you've got Harry Grant, who's in the middle of an origin campaign being managed, um, and he, he's 36.6% owned, so that's not even close to Pottish um, area. And you've got Damian Cook sitting there at 22.7%, which is not Pottish at all as well. Um, Jerry Marshall King at this point in the year is extremely valuable, I think, to teams. Um, Cook is is where other people have sort of gone as well. Um, but he's still got to be an origin chance if, if New, New South Wales want to go in um, with the bench hooker. And I guess people also for owning might have even had 
you know, Cook um, getting the origin berth yeah, full stop, you know, so they might have sort of shied away from him or been confused about him. Um, and look, people who took a punt on Jeremy Marshall King, it really paid off for you this year. He's averaging um, the 69.3, which is a tick under 70 points, which is terrific. Um, Jeremy Marshall King, he's just been um, a dynamite um, pick for teams this year. Uh, a lot of people, you know, we heard him say he wanted to be a top five hooker. I really thought that... Um, I kind of thought he was a bit better than Reed Marnie, you know, the way that Marnie finished up at um, Parramatta. Uh, and I thought it was a big loss for the Dogs, actually. Um, I, I do think that maybe both of these guys have found teams that their style suits them better. Um, but I will say this unequivocally for Supercoach purposes, Jerry Marshall King has been an absolute winner uh, this year in the Supercoach um, hooking position. Um, we'll see how the end of the year pans out. Um, but he's got it so far for me. Let's move it on to the flops. You suck. <laughs> and it's a hard award to give out. It's been a bit of a dead position, actually, hooker for, you know, quite some time. Um, but I cannot go past Sonny Luke. Um, there was so much promise, obviously, at the start of uh, preseason. Um, losing somebody like Abby Coruscant was a very creative dummy half. We thought that Sonny Luke was the guy that sort of fit that model um, to keep um, the Penrith Panthers, you know, um, top of the pops because we thought that he was a big loss, Appy. Um, you know, Mitch Kenny's obviously just sort of uh, nuts and bolts isn't he? He's a bit meat and potatoes out of the dummy half position. Uh, and while he's not really set the world alight in the hooking position for Supercoach as well with a 36 average, um, Sonny Luke has been an absolute flop for us this year. Um, starting at an absolute low price um, to start the year, um, he's actually even lost 6K on his starting price. So he was 230-odd um, to start the year, which is not quite bottom price. But um, he has lost money for the year, averaging 28 points. One, he's not even in the, the 17 now come the middle of the year. Uh, if you're somebody like me that's got Harry Grant and Sonny Luke as your backup hooker, um, you're in absolute bloody all sorts, aren't you? Um, because you've got to try to figure out what you're going to do um, over the origin and, and, and you know, following buy rounds and stuff. Um, you know, in the buy rounds, it's fine because you're going to get um, your top 13 players. So you could probably, you know... You don't need a hooker necessarily, but um, there's a lot of people that are rocking a much better combination there where they've got two players that they can rely on. Uh, and any of us, me included, who have um, landed Sonny Luke, you've got no value there. So you've either got to have a big bank now to move him on or essentially he's just a shit nuff in there. Um, could it have worked out any worse? Um, we were like, oh, maybe Kenny will take play the first 20 minutes and he'll play the final 60. Even we got to like desperate times where we're like, Kenny will play the first 30 or 40 and Sonny Luke will play the final 40. Um, it has not worked out like that. In fact, when Sonny Luke's been on field, it looks like he stunted what um, Penrith Panthers have been doing. They haven't actually looked better. So um, it has really not worked out. And for Supercoach, um, you know, you're in a real confused um, position. Um, you know, maybe now people are moving him on to Stone or someone who, um, obviously with Gilbert being injured for the rest of the year, Stone might get some better minutes um, in the, in the um, lock position and you can 
can grab him in the uh, hooker position. That could be a move for people to actually get that second spot moving along. Um, but he's just been a real disappointment for me, and he, um, you know, I think hands down for everyone else um, will probably be um, the flop of the year, unfortunately, for Super Coach purposes. Let's move it on to the front row. Um, this is a hotly contested uh, position, and you know, um, there's a couple of popular names in there and a couple of surprise ones. Let's give out the mid-year award. The award for me mid-year is going to go out to Adam Fanua Blake from the New Zealand Warriors. He is having an absolute sensational year. Um, one of the moves I sort of remember in my head-to-heads was Savs picking him up sort of at a bargain price. I think it was 400 or something thousand because um, he did start the year sort of milder. Um, but, mate, has he come on in leaps and bounds. He's averaging 71 points for the year. Why am I giving it to him ahead of someone like Payne Hass or Tino Fasul Malawi who are averaging uh, a bit higher and absolutely having a ripping him, mind you. Payne has 74.3 and Tino 73.7. Um, Adam Fanua Blake has, he's made $218,000 for the year. So um, there was a real bargain um, time to grab him. He started the year at 550000 Um, You know, when you grabbed him there, you know, in round five, round six, you could have got him at 544000 which was cheaper than his starting price. Um, and then he flipped the absolute go switch, scoring try. And I mean, looking at, um, you know, that time from sort of round seven onwards, 79, 102, 85, 91, 90, 76, 63. Adam Fanua Blake flipped the ghost switch and he's averaging 70 plus, which is elite. And even the fact that he's running with these guys, Payne Haas and Tino, um, is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, he's at 14.6% owned. Um, Tino's at 17, so they're sort of much muchness. Um, I guess the people who have got Tino are really happy with it. But um, over this origin period, um, you're probably winning out, aren't you, if you've got yourself an Adam Fanua Blake uh, and you've got your popular pick in uh, Haas at 48.2%. And why wouldn't you? He's the number one averaging um, front rower. But if you've got yourself uh, a slice of that Adam Fanua Blake, um, you are in ripping shape. And you've just um, played Supercoach extremely well this year. Um, and if you were lucky enough to get him at a cheap price, um, you know, hats off to you. Um, look, for me, I've gone and um, grabbed myself a Tohu. We've had some injury um, problems with. Um, I've had Tapani as well, who took a while to sort of warm up. And, you know, that's sort of seven points that you're getting uh, extra out of Adam Fanua Blake are probably really handy to you. Um, so well done um, to those of you that own him. Um, he's going to get my mid-year award in the front row position. Now my front row flop. You suck. All right, I'm going to give the award for flop um, mid-year. Could change as the year goes on. It's going to go to Jack Hetherington. Um, he was offering so much to people and hooked a few people in to start the year because we thought maybe he was a big signing over there. He was going to start in the second row. We heard whispers about that. He was hugely owned in the preseason. Um, luckily, those numbers dropped off in the lead up to round one um, because he um, obviously got no preseason in. He was under that injury cloud. He started the year um, at 5.3% owned. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's ever dropped below 46 
six, and it's now sitting at 5.1%. So um, much like us, Moali, Ben Murdoch, Masillas, um, Franklin Pele owners, we've had to um, lump it because we haven't been able to move him on or do any better um, moves from him. Um, the difference between them is at least they made it up to 300K. Uh, in the case of Jack Hetherington, he's um, lost 35,000 um, in his starting price, which was 280, uh, and the average absolutely stinks. It's 23.8, um, which is worse than those other guys as well. In the case of Moali, he hasn't been in the team, so he's not an AE nightmare. Um, Hetherington's just not been um, terrific. He's been coming off the bench as well. He's got a top score of 45. Um, then you go down to a 35. Um, there's not a lot there, unfortunately. Um, and that's the thing too, is he's still getting picked um, and he's been picked on the bench. Um, so last week, you know, for instance, it, well, in round 13, because they're on the bye, you know, in 14, it was 14 minutes. So um, I imagine that he's really hurt people who, you know, that's 5%. It's it's really low sort of ownership and there's more people that own Ben Murdoch Masilla. Um, but in the case of Ben Murdoch Masilla, you know, occasionally he sort of falls ass would backward into a starting gig or he gets good minutes, he might score a 40 or 50. So um, I think that Jack Hetherington's been the one that promised probably foolishly promised to uh, to us a lot of um, potential this year for us for Supercoach. People did um, take a punt um, and it's really, you know, it's it's a bit, of, bit you're bitching the ass, and it's, it's one of those ones that's been hard to sort of root, root out of your team, um, much like the Moalis, the Franklin, well, at least Franklin Pele and Moali are out. Um, but yeah, like your Ben Murdoch Masillas and, and alike. So he's going to take the award for me at this mid part of the year. Second row forward is going to be one that I can't even give just one name for it, unfortunately, because there's been some exceptional ones that I cannot split. Um, so let's move it on into second row forward players of the mid-year. All right, let's talk about one bloke. Um, unfortunately, he's missing from teams this week, but David Fafita, um, he's absolutely had a terrific year. Uh, um, you know, the best I've ever seen him play, really. I think he's got a nice light and shade to his playing style. You know, Foran's obviously worked out well for them up there as well. But um, he's averaging 83 points for the year, David Fafita. He's, you know, before last week's origin resting, which has hurt his average, actually, because he got 16 or something. Um, he'd done four tons in a row, which is amazing. Um, even, you know, not a lot of tries in there like we'd normally expect from David Fafita. Um, so he's one of the ones that's obviously got to get an award for me for... Um, top performer mid-year. Um, he is, you know, 897,000, which is still a growth of 207,000. Um, you know, there was those questions whether you start with him at the start of the year. Um, and those of us that took a punt on him are really rewarded. Um, you know, he's now at an ownership of 30.5%. Um, we're in a period now, obviously, with Origin and with that low score last week, he's up against a monster break even. And those people that missed out on all this great stuff to start the year might get him a little bit cheaper, um, you know, outside of this origin, you know, period where he might get rested and, you know, lose a ton of cash. Um, but he's been terrific to own this year. How can we not mention Jermaine Hopgood? Um, he is an absolute weapon. He's at 691000 He's nearly made 400000 on his starting price. We knew this guy had talent and we knew that he was a big signing. Um, you know, and the way that things have landed with all the injuries they've had to sort of second row, you know, Lane and, um, you know, Maddo and all that sort of stuff. He's really managed to land minutes. Um, for him, um, he 
you know, started the year at 58.6 because he looked like he could be a cheapie of the year. Um, he had a bit of a lull in there where the minutes sort of dropped when numbers sort of came back because to start the year it was two tons, 84 minutes in a 71-minute game. But then we dropped down to sort of 54, 68, 62, 52. We had a 45-minute game in there. Um, once they had troops on deck um, for him, um, there was sort of more milder scoring. And the simple fact is if he plays 60 minutes or 50 minutes, he'll score you 60. If he plays 80 minutes, he'll score you 70 to 100 because he just um, does so much with his work. Um, in recent times, he's just gone back up in minutes, obviously, because of injuries that they've had in the team, and he's scoring like an absolute weapon. Um, he, he really should get, um, you know, second row of the year. I mean, look, David Fafita on his already 600 has made 200K, um, but this bloke is an absolute weapon. Um, his average for the year is 72.9 from a, you know, bottom price GB, really, is just amazing. Um, he's had a resurgence as well, obviously because of injuries in there. So you, you could own, you could have sold him at a profit and you could have picked him back up again. Um, he's just been an absolute joy to own for super coach purposes. And um, those two guys are going to get um, a big award for me in the second row forward. But I'm going to mention one more actually. Um, and that is Britton Nikora. Um, now he started at a reasonable price because he had a terrific end to the year last year. Um, he's made $50,000 for the year. So he obviously started at 60, $650,000. Um, but his average for the year is 73.3, which is elite. That's kind of what we expect out of um, your Angus Crichtons and your Murrays, who have been a bit down this year. I personally saw um, him in the preseason last year and decided to go and take a punt on starting him for the year. That wasn't the time to use him um, or to, to start him. But at a point in the year last year, he once the he hit his straps, he was a terrific own for last year. Um, but he's been there pretty much right from the start. He had a 46 to start the year and was straight into a 92 and 81 and 98 um he's been absolutely terrific um and look you know you look at him now his ownership is 9.5 percent which is actually a pod um you go back a few weeks ago um it was at 5.7 that's why a bloke like him um gets up into the award averaging 70 points and only owned by five percent averaging 70 points and, and still under 10 percent um is amazing um the sharks you know particularly in this period of the, the year at the middle part of the year he is somebody that is going to come in very very handy for you for super coach purposes um whereas you know those of us that might own uh, david Fafita, who's rested this week got you know origin managed you know for minutes last week he's going to go off into another origin game um you know uh, the, that was probably something where we've we've had the joy of owning Fafita. if you're lucky you're, you're a nikora only owned Fafita too but um people have you know, benefited um, from having Nikora and having him at a nice pot ownership um, for those that that scoring. Um, he is, you know, having a ripping year. You know, he is having an absolute ripping year, and he's going to be one of those ones that I'm shitty that I don't own. Um, so look. Fafida, Jermaine Hopgood, and Britton Nakora, you all get my award in the second row forward come mid-year. Um, let's move it on to the flops. You suck. All right, well, we're going to have to do a suck in the second row forward. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of names as well, like I did for the winners, and let's kick it off. Ghana. 
Um, he was one of those highly touted players in the preseason, obviously making the move from the West Tigers over to the back-to-back premiers in the Penrith Panthers. Um, the mail that we got was really good. Um, we knew that he was up against someone like Hosking and um, Sorensen for the starting gig. He did get the starting gig. Um, look, his average for the year was 39.3. He's not even in there, 17 now, um, which has been a real shame. Um, and he was one of those ones that hooked people, and that's the problem with it. Um, all the signs pointed towards um, there was a resurgence for him. He's never been a super coach weapon. He's been okay. Um, but we figured that if he was going to go over there and take over that kick-out spot, that there was going to be an uptick for him. Um, people started with him to the tune of 13.6%. Um, that dropped down to 105 in round two. Um, it wasn't there for round three, and then he dropped down um, to 9.4% by round four, and he hasn't featured in their team since then. Um, it's really unfortunate Um you know, that he, he just didn't work out for people, unfortunately. He's still in 2% of teams, which is amazing that people are just holding him there. Um, he's worth the 423000 He lost 11000 on his starting price, and that's the thing. Um, the scoring was a 36, a 60, and a 22. He didn't. He wasn't there long enough to start losing a whole bunch of money, um, and he was just one of those ones that just looked like, and, and all, you know, on all accounts, it looked like it could have been a great move. You know, Tigers over the Panthers and him running in that kick out, but it just didn't work in the team. And um, a lot of smart, um, you know, people, you know, NRL people, and and we were saying Hosking's better, and he's going to probably take that spot, even though he'd only played a couple of first grade games. And and sure enough, um, he did take that spot, and and Garner hasn't got a look in again. So um, I like to put, you know, when I talk about flop ones, it's the ones that's you know hooked people in, um, and he was definitely one of those ones that hooked people in um, this year that didn't work out at all. Uh, the other one that's going to take the award as well um, for flop mid year is going to be Jeremiah Nanai for me. Um, he was one of those ones who had a career year last year, obviously try scoring machine. Um, the Cowboys were, you know, amazing last year, got all the way, you know, pretty much did the big dance um, last year, and he was terrific. Um, look, he is now $158,000 lost on his original starting price. We do know that he's copped a bit of suspension in there as well. Um, he's probably even a chance to go off to Orange as well, which will be another little smelly old taste in people's mouths. Um, look, people started the year with him at 13.1%. I know I was sort of doing um, podcasts, you know, with the guns and I was talking there um, with the Whisperer. I think that guns was probably a little bit more on um, Nanai with, you know, the Cowboys soft start to the year. But I was just like, um, I don't know if he can keep it up. I don't know if I expect the Cowboys to do as well. Um, but 13.1% of people did start with him to start the year. So um, and they've probably been burnt hard by him because he did start with a 27. Um, you know, he probably got you to continue holding him. A couple of people jumped straight off, but 11.3% stayed on him in round two he scored a 74 so that's why it stayed at 11.2 into round three where he scored a 48 um there just hasn't been any tons in there for him um his highest score being that 74 um he's got another 70 then you drop I mean, he's got an 82 actually against melbourne which is pretty good in his return game um but you do drop down to 30s um which we know he's got in him there's a 20 in there as well um you've lost off him so he's at a 500k price point now and he's dropped down to 3.2% of loyal owners and you probably deserved that 80 that you got from him last week. Um, 
he, he's just not, um, unfortunately, it's not been a great own for anyone who's had him. Look, the average is 51.1. So um, there's a few players that you could have owned um, that you probably expected a bit more of and they haven't really delivered. Um, he's definitely one in there because he did hook in a few people to start the year and you got a lot of crud and people just couldn't dr- jump off him um, any quicker, really. By the time it was at round seven, um, he was down to 6%. So um, even if he'd have got a ton in there like he'd have got um, last year, just to sort of bump up the average because he has got a low one in him. Um, but that's the problem this year is that you've got the low ones as well, but you just haven't quite got the ceiling. So um, he's probably just hurt people a little bit this year and he's going to get the award um, in there for me as well. Uh, I hate to do it um, because he's absolutely been one of my favourite players to own for Supercoach. Um, Cameron Murray, he's got to go in there um, as a flop this year. Yes, the average is 56.4, which is, you know, not shit shit, um, but the problem with him is he's at 502000 much sort of the same price as Nanai. He's lost um, 246000 for the year, um, and it's no surprise that he's still 22.5% owned. We do know, obviously, here in round 15 that he's off with a groin injury, and um, he's touch and go whether he's going to make it into origin. Um, but Cam Murray, um, to start the year, was owned by 39.1% of people, um, and that's dropped down to 22.5%. Now, that surprises me because um, the scoring just hasn't been there, unfortunately. Um, he's averaging 56.4 for the year. That's like a 20-point drop on um, prior year. Um, and we just always bank every year that it's like, um, you know, we know that the reasons why Gus, um, you know, he's coming off the bench and stuff, and it's obviously going to affect his average. But Cameron Murray has played um, the big minutes, really, the minutes that we're sort of used to for him. Um, and he's played um, a lot of games. So what's the problem? I think that the problem problem is is that he, he's trying to be Isaiah Yo, or well, that's what they've tried to mold him into for this year and it's a lot of passing before the line uh, and as a result we're not really seeing um, the Cam Murray runs or tries has he even scored a try this year I don't even know let me have a look he scored one try, um, but there's just some low games in there that you never, ever thought you'd get from Cam Murray. 28 points last week, obviously, was a, a game where he got the injury, so that's excluded. But, you know, he had a 42 the week before. We got a 40, we got a 43, a 46. Um, you know, a lot of 40s in there from Cam Murray, which is just not... Um, anything we've ever had to deal with from him because he's been such a premium. Um, and you can even see by the ownership here mid-year, um, getting a 50 average. You know, people are just still holding on. Um, we can see that he's on the most traded out this week, obviously, with the injury, but people were stubbornly holding on to him, um, getting a 56 average. You know, people who are scoring a better average than him, Ewan Aiken, you know, played in the centres. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, you know, for the Knights. Um, Chaz Devanga off the bench. It's just crazy um, to even to see the fall from grace, unfortunately, for Supercoach. Anyway, he's still a bloody great player, Cam Murray. I'd have you might see him in a heartbeat. But um, for Supercoach, um, mate, could there be anything more disappointing, really, than him um, this year in the second row? Not not for mine. Um, So let's move it on. All righty, let's talk halfbacks. Um, We... We can't go past Nico, Nico, Nico Hines. 
this bloke is averaging a tick under 100. Um, it's amazing, really, that he's backed up last year. He's lost 50K for the year, but he's uh, worth a pretty bloody petty, uh, Nico. 853,000. Averaging 100, you know, that's what we sort of expect from Cleary. We thought it was going to be Cleary and Hines probably at the top of the pops this year, um, but it is absolutely Hines. Um, he's got a big 180 in there, which is, is that the top score? I don't know. There's actually a few real better scores, but in the um, you know in the halfback position, getting a 180 and, you know, multiple hundreds as well. Um, a bad game from him, you know, what's his lowest score of the year? Seven, oh, no, he's got a 40. He's got a 40 in there and he jumps straight up to a 71. Oh, wow, Nico. He's just amazing. Um, look, he's, uh, you know, off off to origin. Is a possibility that he might go in and take that position um, in the Blues um, halfback position for Cleary. Um, there's every chance if they go with somebody else, uh, you know, that he's in the half, like a Mitch Boses or whatever. Maybe, I don't even know if it works, having Nico on the bench. Maybe they just say we've got to stick with the team, you know, to dig themselves out of trouble. But imagine if we get Nico available again into our teams. Um 99.2 average. You can't um, sneeze at that um, for being somebody who gets an honourable mention, um, even though he's lost a little bit of money for the year because I'll take a 100 averaging player in my team for every bloody round of the year if I can help it. Um, I'm also going to give the award out to Sean Johnson, who has made a nice um, 185900 He was really teetering on the... Um, do we or don't we take a ride on the SJ train anymore? But man, has he had an absolute ripping year. Um, for uh, someone in a veteran class, um, seeing him play in a style that reminds me of when he was at, at his absolute peak, but even just sort of adjusted his style of play as well. It's a more mature way that he plays. I love seeing him run. He's made a huge difference back to those Warriors. And um, as far as I'm concerned, um, I just, I think he's the best, um, you know, older, pl- you know, I think A-Rays had gone pretty bloody amazing for his age as well. But um, the resurgence I've seen from Sean Johnson, he's just, uh, an, uh, he's one of those players that I just cannot not want to watch. And I want to be there live at the game watching um, the Raiders go against um, the Warriors. Um, and I'm I'm going to love to see him live because he's an amazing player. Um, look, to start the year, a lot of people didn't want to take a punt on him. I mean, he's at 1.5%. That slowly grew um, as he could, uh, got better and better and better, but never to a point um, that was too high. He was always a pod. If you go into round six, he was at 8.3%, um, which was amazing. Um, a pod sort of action. He's at 9.1% now. I imagine that's probably going to jump as well with people moving on Cleary. Um, he's only got the one tonne in there, but um, he's been pretty, I don't know, he's got two tons in there, um, but he's been pretty bloody amazing, Sean Johnson. You know, he's had an occasional sort of low one in there, a 31, a 39, a couple of 40s, but there's been a lot of 70s and 80s, a couple of hundreds like the Sean Johnson that we know and love. So um, he's at 642,000 now. He's had a ripping year where he's averaging 70 plus. Um, and, you know, you look at that list in there, you've got um, Nico Hines, who's just an absolute <laughs> weapon of a player, nine. 89.2 average. You've got Nathan Cleary, obviously not far behind on an 83.2. And then you've got Sean Johnson um, there at 70.8. It's been an amazing year and a year that I didn't even have the courage to take a punt on. Um, and those people who started the year with him um, taking a punt, 
There's probably a lot of Kiwis. Probably Anton Poser. He probably took a punt on uh, SJ to start the year. But he was 1.5% um, owned to start. And he started the year with a 74 and a 60. Um, and those numbers just kept growing. And, and if you brought him in right on uh, round five, because he jumped from 2.8 up to 3.6, you got yourself a 117 as you brought him into your team. So um, for anyone who has owned him this year, I'm sure it's been an absolute joy. Um, when we looked at the halfback, we thought it's all about Nico and it's all about Cleary um, but there were problems with that because they do obviously both have the buy in the round 13 we expected origin um, all those sorts of things and people who took the road less traveled and took a punt on SJ on his pedigree of the pass um, it's really really paid off so um, he's going to take the award um, with Nico for me um, in the halfback position ready on to the not so good you suck I'm going to give it out to Lachlan Ilias um, this year. Look, Lachlan Ilias was not um, the ch- superb cheapie that we were hoping for last year. He's at $274,000 now, and he's lost $89,000 um, for the year. His average um, is 38.4, um, which is not the greatest, um, unfortunately for us. You know, and if you've had him in recent times, the five-point aver- five-round average is 23.8. The three-round average is 18. Um, now, we're looking at people ownership-wise. He's still at 7% now, So that and he was 7.8. You know, so all these people who are him um, over the last three and five weeks. It's been AE nightmare sort of stuff. Um, he started the year at 7.1%. He started with an absolute ripping game. We thought, look, South's are going right. He looks like he's come of age. And look, I will say this much for actual NRL. Last year, I thought he put in a terrific, for first year, um, you know, year and got better and better, even though he was, you know, hooked in a game, had a ripping final series. And I think he's... Um, a great footballer in the making, I think. But um, unfortunately, after that first week, it just went really um, down downhill you know, in, a, in, a, in a handbasket because um, you went to a 19 straight after that. And look, he jumped from 7.1 up to 12.2. So he did lure people in. Um, people started with him and just went, yeah, he's on this year. He's the guy at the mid price. Um, and then they jumped into the tune of 5% for the round two to get a 19. Didn't get much better after that, a 37. Um, the numbers have just gone down ever since then. Um, you know, he was down at 10.5% at four um, round four. So it's been a real um, bad own for people. You know, you've got an eight in there, which is AE stuff. You've got a 14 in there, a 19. Um, you've got a top score in the year of an 85 and a 78, but you drop straight down um, to a 47. So it's really not good view, uh, viewing. Um, you know, a lot of people are rocking, uh, you know, uh, you, know, you want to start it with Katoa and you're still getting a 35 average out of him, um, you know, which... You know, he's made 91K, whereas Lachlan Ears has lost the 90K. So, um, look, and, and I don't think katel has been a terrific sort of cheapie as well, but at least he's got the jewel, um, and at least he's made a little bit of money and people would have just moved him on when he made the, the 300K. So, um, just the way, um, you know, well, look, he's 38.5% owned Katoa, um, but at least on his front, you know, there was... He's, he's got a seven in there um, in a 50-minute game. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, it's 20s and 30s and 40s. So I feel like the taste in people's mouth for Ilias, who, you know, after that round one, it's sucked in a whole 5% to be exact. I reckon that that's got to get the award on my part. Off to 5'8".
Cody Walker is getting my award. Um, he's been amazing this year. He has um, made $210,000 from his starting price. Um, he is averaging 76.9, which is amazing in the uh, 5-8 position. Obviously, you've got yourself a dill bags in there as well as averaging 75.9, but you drop down to Munster at 70 there. Um, would I have said that Munster was going to not be at the top of that? I thought it would be between Munster and Dillbags. I had no thoughts that Cody would be um, up there this year because it's a big jump on um, what we sort of expected him to do. Um, and he's been very consistent this year. He's got one, two, three, four tons uh, in the year. Um, and even like you look at where he started he started with a 30 a 44 and a 42 after that um the lowest score has been a 66 um if last week round 14 was anything to go by um the super coach scoring is ridiculous and you know he can absolutely lay it on a platter and you've got you know a catch and pass by the bloody center to the winger they never did anything to lay on they should be the try contribution and cody could be should be the um try assist and i reckon um you know munster's getting those i just reckon that there's no more jibbed player in super coach than Cody Walker and he could he should even be higher I reckon he's probably an 85 you know 87 average if he was getting all the try assists that he deserved um, but he's having a ripping year 76.9 um, whether we thought um, you know does the game suit it now with the way that they're scoring it they're doing catch and pass these scorers it's ridiculous and well actually when it suits them because they're giving it to playmakers that they want to give it to. Um, and and I just thought that maybe it wasn't going to be the go. I thought it'd be a Luttrell show. Luttrell would be chiming into the back line um, and he would be the one getting the try assist because he's the sweeping fullback. But it's been a terrific year by Cody. He's been a ripping own for people. 8% of people took a punt on him to start the year because um, 602000 in the new money was a really good price for Cody. Um, he's gone down you know, over the you know, early weeks where he was um, scoring milder, but he's at a peak now of 24.5%. Uh, ownership. He's um, just had an absolute amazing year um, and I'm going to give him the award because he just surprised. I mean, he's always been uh, had the ability, you know, used to be a previous super coach um, scoring, you know, top top score of all time so we know he's had it in him but um after last year and the way that the scoring I, I was furious last year going how the hell did they jib him on that and even last week you know he only got one try assist um i'd like anyone in um super coach scoring you know the old uh you know in the lab to go and contact Cody Walker and tell him he only got one try assist last week. And that's the thing. Um, the scoring now is, you know, it's very obvious to a lot of us who this, you know, the try assist is. Um, and some of those that are oh, very obviously Cody Walker are not going to him, but he's still averaging a 76.9. Amazing in my view. So he gets the award 100%. You suck. All right, let's give out the award in the 5-8 position. And I cannot go past one player in the name of Drew Hutchinson. I saw him on the own high, you know, reasonable ownership where we were discussing players and doing team previews, and it absolutely shocked me um, how high he was owned. Yes, he's got the um, handy duel in the 5-8 and second row forward. Maybe people were plugging him in uh, in the second row forward. But he started the year at 7.8%, which absolutely shocked me. He started with a 60, which is probably going to trick people into owning him. Yes, it did, because it went up to 9.4 in round two. Then you got a 14 and an 8. Um, he's also just dangled in front of people, because the next week he was a um, 56, um, and he was at 7.9 that week. So he got a 56, and then he jumped back up to 8.8, .8 because people saw the 56, and then he scored a 25, a 21, a 13, a 14, a 5, and a 28. Um, look, 
you know, he's had three 80 minute games, um, whereas where it's been okay for people to own. Otherwise, it's been like seven minute games, 21 minute games. He's still at 9% owned. Um, so, you know, you got a five point, eight point eight percent of people own him uh, with a five point or a four point or a 13 point. That's absolutely screwing your loop. Um, he's worth $200,800 now, um, which is a minus 34 on his starting price. So um, he hooked people in at the start of the year because of the jewel, I guess, the handy jewel. Um, and then he sucked in people when every time he scored okay because he got good minutes. Unfortunately, it was after those good scores, it was just right back to rubbish and AE nightmare sort of stuff. Uh, and, you know, it's a real sad sort of state of affairs if, when he's at 9% now, um, you know, averaging 24.4. So, um, look, that's the thing too. He's actually been a decent fill-in when he's had to jump in and get an 80-minute roll. That's the thing though. Um, you would only sort of take a punt in him if, if, if it looked like he was going to get a long-term run at that, um, and it hasn't been the case, unfortunately, for him. Um, look, I could give it out to a few other people. I guess Carl Oluwapu has probably sucked a few people in because he was a mid middle of the year cheapy um look and he came in um you know in round nine uh and he was at 1.6 so people are probably moving on like katoa or something in there um grabbing him in the 5-8 position um he went up after that first game to a 3.9 not anything to write home about ownership wise i guess but after the 43 it went down to a 16 a 25 a 33 and a 26 he's still at 5.2 percent owned um which is the peak that he got to um look he doesn't got a lot of value and he's made 35,000. So it's really kind of mean of me to sort of say a few games in that he's been awful. Um, but we just haven't, it's, it's like Katoa really because Katoa hasn't shown a, um, an ability to score really well for super coach. So um, in that, in there, you know, go and if someone went a bloody Cody Nicarima, you've ended up better because he's gone on a run of games and scored big money, you know? So, um, you know, people who took a pun on, you know, um, Tavari Martin or something, you know, like those, those sorts of ones will wake him, you know, he's at 500,000 now. So just these guys who looked on the surface, like they could have been great picks and, and even sort of a mid year one in Oluwapu, because we've seen really great highlights of him in the lower grades and, and big raps on him. Um, we thought that maybe there was a little bit more in there, but he looks a good defender. He looks a bit passive in attack, but obviously let him get his feet in, in first grade. And there's no saying that he won't actually get better as the year goes on. These are mid-year awards. Um, and at the moment, it ain't a pretty own for people, unfortunately. Oluwapu um, um, as your mid sort of downgrade that you might have grabbed. You probably went Katoa down to Oluwapu hoping for better, and you didn't get it, unfortunately. So there's my award in the 5A position for flops. Right off to the centres. Um, there's going to be a few names in here that I'm going to give the award to as well, much like secondary forward because um, there's a lot of people you can pick from. There's a lot of high performers that I couldn't split them. So here we go. Now, if I told you that there's a guy in centre wing who's averaging 80.8 uh, for the year, you're probably thinking Joey Manu, you're probably thinking Ruben Garrick. No, it's Jermaine Asako, who is now worth 791000 which is $408,000 
on his starting price, which is amazing. And he's been this guy that um, has had potential at different times, but never for long enough for you to ever hang your hat on. Um, he started the year, you know, 383,000, and 4.9% of people um, took a punt on him. He started with a 100. Um, the scoring wasn't as terrific in round two in 48, but he was still 19% owned. He's gone up ever since, basically 21.9%, um, got himself up to a peak of 28.1%. He's got one. One, two, three, four, five hundreds this year, which is amazing. A low score of 44 into a 44 into a 48, but then he jumps right up to a 62. Um, he's had an amazing year. He's a terrific goal scorer. Um, he's an absolute ripping finisher, and he just came from the clouds as far as I'm concerned. I was just like, well, all you people who own Asako, he's going to end up biting you in the ass. Well, he scored 114 last week, most recent round. He's a friggin' amazing player. I wish I'd have got him, and I can't quite afford him unfortunately for my team um 35.8 percent of people did super coach well and you've you've got him in your team you bloody deserve it he's been amazing and and i just didn't have the faith in him um but those of you that did you deserve everything you get look i want to mention um greg marju now he's only played the nine games greg gregosaurus um he's seven point seventeen point seven percent owned but greg's got the really super coach friendly game he's a tackle breaker um he's a good finisher not the best defender in the world but um greg's got himself a one, two, three hundreds this year as well. Um, last week was a big 138. Um, he started the year at 0.4% of people. 0.4% st- um, started with him in round four because he wasn't there to start the year. Um, and people took a punt on him right from round one when he ca- round four when he came in. And you got 122. He jumped straight up to 1.2%. So it didn't really cotton on people, obviously, um, in round four, five. Um, but he got a 102 in the second round. Then he got a 92. So if you owned him, he jumped from 1.2 in round two up to 19.8 in round three. So people got onto it quick, quick, quick smart in round three, and at least you got a 92 as well. Um, look, there's been a couple of, you know, there's been a 39 in there and a 42. So if there's no tries, it's not um, as good from Greg, um, but he is having a ripping year. He's averaging 80.2. Um, so that's the thing too. He pumps up that average with um, the big hundreds as well. Um, so he's just a terrific own for people. At the moment, he's sitting at 17.8% owned. He's made 76.8,000 for the year. And I really think, um, you know, the people who own him have done really well for themselves. He's not too expensive either for your your owners um, out there with his uh, 658,000. So he could be an option for people who can't quite afford an Asako because these blokes are the two averaging uh, over 80 for the year. I mean, obviously, I've got a couple of outliers there in Semi Valame who came over from the Raiders to the Cows and got a few who got a bag of tries last week and Moga who got the two games. Um, But these are guys who have played um, a lot of games this year and... um, you know, those are the names, I guess, no one expected. And people were sort of, you know, you could have started the year for 500 on um, Greg Marge. You could have started at 390,000 for Asako. And you've done really well if you've grabbed him. Um, Campbell Graham, absolutely the most unlucky bloke in the world. I think he's near, near being the best player in the bloody comp. Uh, he's worth 711,000. He's averaging 75.2. And that's just, I can't believe that, you know, I expect half of that from Campbell Graham, uh, probably 60s. Um, but, you know, Baju and, and Isako, 80s. Um, but look, Campbell Graham's been amazing. He's only made 47,000 for the year. He's just uber consistent, um, much like what we sort of thought Tupu was. But the thing with him this year is that he's um, been scoring tries and he's got himself a one 
145 in there. He's got a 132, and those are high hundreds. He's got 110 as well, so that's three tons for the year. Um, he's got a low score of 34, but he jumps up to a 41. Um, oh, he's got a 39 as well, but his um, scoring is really consistent. You don't get a 10 or a 15 out of him. Um, he's been terrific um, to own for this year, um, and at, you know he's 2.5 percent to start the year. And and when he was you know when he got his 132, he was only 9.1% owned. Um, at the moment, he's 14.5% owned. People might have got priced out of him, um, but he's been terrific um, this year, Campbell Graham, for those um, who took a punt on him. So there's three names. I'm going to put one more in there, and that is Nick Meany. Um, Nick Meany's only made the 40K, and that's because he's a really handy footballer, and, and he even was before he came to the Melbourne Storm, um, filling in the gap and playing at fullback. He was a decent enough scorer, a bit no frill. Um, but this year he's really and that's what the Melbourne Storm do they just seem to get someone in the fullback position and they just like Nico Hines last year fill it in um, but he's been terrific this year and he's got himself a couple of tons um, low tons but he's been a really consistent scorer um, he's got a low of 38 then he jumps straight up to 44 um, his average for the year is 73.6 he's a very good goal kicker um, he's 683,000 now um, he, people took a punt on him to start the year 6.7% um, and I I thought that was a pretty good um, move by people considering he wasn't actually super, super cheap. Um, people who did Isaaco obviously had a smarter move, but um, I know... Um, his ownership has just gone really well up to 9.3 at its uh, well 9.3 at round five um, where he scored a 60 and people jumped off him he went down to 8.9 8.1 but he's gone up in recent weeks as well and he's sitting at 10.9 percent which is pretty juicy ownership um, he's got pretty good buy coverage obviously they don't play the round 19 the news on paps is just like not in any time um, soon um, and he's been a terrific player I mean anyone who's averaging 73.8 that's the thing you You've got these guys, Azarko 80.8, Marju 80.2, Campbell Graham 75.2, and, and Nick Meany 73.8. You drop down to Val, who, you know, with his 150 last week, he's averaging a 70.5. Those are all your 70 pluses. Um, and, you know, I expect it from Val and Graham, but I would not, um, you know, have expected it from Azarko, um, Marju, and Nick Meany. So um, there you go. There's my center wingers um, awards. Let's move it on to the floppage. You suck. All right. The first one I want to mention is Tommy Talao. Um, now, Again, I'm, I'm going to say that this is a mid-year award and there's no sort of saying that that's not going to change as the year goes on. Um, his average for the year is 24.4, so that's not a terrific sort of um, average for the year, unfortunately. Um, he was there in round one. He was 16.5% owned. He was one of those ones that was... Um, you know, he was 300,000 and people sort of said, well, he looks like he's um, locked into having a starting position and that's good enough for me. Um, look, he's lost 56,000 on his starting price. He's down at 245,000. Tommy's top score came last week in round 14 of 62. Um, that's a top score that was probably okay as far as people are concerned. He was still 4% owned when people got that, so you'll be really glad you got it because um, here's the scores outside of that. 19, 11, 28, 11, 27, 19, 18. 
just does not look like a super coach friendly game, unfortunately. Um, people have got Bula, who's in the fullback, and you've got um, who's the winger out there. He looks like he's got a lot more super coach friendly about him, and unfortunately, um, he's still four percent owned. Uh, and people are gonna you know get these a sort of scores of eleven and nineteens and eighteens, unfortunately, from Tommy. Um, which it's, it's it's hard to move him on now at two hundred and forty five thousand. I guess people are hoping that sort of Tawari you know gets a, a long run. You can move him on to someone sideways who's going to have uh, a bit more sort of super coach about him. Um, and look, he just was one of those ones that didn't sort of work out. I mean, there's other ones in there like Harley Smith Shields that you know, um, you know sucked a few people and he played six games, um, which was a bit of a pity. Um, and, and look, I'm moving up. I guess um, the next one that sort of left a bit of a bad taste, I guess, in people's mouths was Xavier Coates, who um, was a good cheapie at a certain point, half good, if you just got him on the right run where he went up enormously in price with with the tries, the multiple tries, a Khan Pereira type last year, but it just hasn't happened this year, unfortunately. Um, The average for the year is 34.5 for Coates. He's... um, now at 287,400, he's lost 179,500 on his starting price. Um, to start the year, he was sitting at 9.1% ownership. People go on Remus Smith, they go on Talau. People went Xavier Coates, who was a little bit more exy, was at 466,000. Um, and it really bloody stung you because he started the year with a 38, um, went down to a 28, a 30, a 48. Look, you got a 76 in there. He was 4.9% owned at that point. Point where you got a 76 and and you know you went up to 5.7 percent after that um with the 76 and then he busted out at 19 um you know he his top score for the year is that 76 um he goes down to a 51 and then you go down to a 47 um his low ones are, are just you know really lows like we did mention before with tell 11 17 14 19 um if there's no tries in there and the melbourne storm haven't really been sort of terrific this year um at finding him uh, he's got himself um, two tries. Oh, and he got a big three trier, didn't he? That's well, he got three tries and got a seventy six. That's sad. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. Um, he's he hooked a few people in to start the year, double digits. Um, and he's been one of those ones that's been just a little bit hard um, to to move on. Um, so he's going to get in there on the flop awards for me. So let's move it on to finish up the show uh, onto fullback. Let's give out the awards mid-year for the fullback position. Um, I'm going to go a bit sort of left field here, and I'm going to mention a couple of names that you probably wouldn't expect. Um, number one is going to be Jareem Bula, who has made a little tidy $369,700, which is amazing. He's at $570,000 now. Um, he, I mean, you West Tigers fans knew this kid. I had West Tigers fans saying to me before he played his first game, you get a load of this kid. Um, he looks um, every bit, you know, not just a first grader. He looks an exceptional first grader. Um, he started at 0.8% um, of people who grabbed him in round eight when he came in. He scored a 38 to start with, but that was enough for people because he's fullback only. Um, he went up to 2.1%, scored a 60, and then he jumped straight up to 18.7%. Yes, we've had a few things in the fullback, you know, like Tommy Turbo injured and Latrell out as well. No Pappenhausen. So we've, you know, able to move around. I was reluctant to get him in fullback because um, 
you know, he's fullback only, um, but the rise was was great. Um, he's got a 59, a, a 60, a 45, 124 and 111 in the last couple of weeks, couple of tons, and he started to go up at a rate of knots. He made 118,000 last week, 100,000 the, the week before. He's got a big negative break even uh, this week in the minus 50 something, um, and his average for the year is 72.8 for an absolute rookie um player at 200 uh, $200,800. Um, it's amazing, really. We're talking sort of hop good type stuff. You know, he's just come in basically um, at bottom price, sort of cheapy and averaging 70 plus um, is is really quite remarkable. Um, if you grab yourself a Buller this week, um, you lose the round 17 buy, but that's the only thing you lose. You're going to have both um, buy rounds um, covered and you can have all the, the games on the outside of the buys as well available to you minus that one buy that the West Tigers have so um, he's amazing his three round average is 93.3 you know mid-year now he's the perfect pick for people um, you know when you've got origin players you know out um, or uh, you know he's still very affordable with a negative break even he's been remarkable Um, look you know you could go for your obvious picks in Luttrell who's backed up a really strong year last year averaging 79.5 I'm not going to mention him Tom Travojevic, who we thought, um, um, it's pretty amazing, really, that his average is 77.2, considering how lame he's looked as well, which I think is a remarkable sort of um, feat, because that's just Tommy Turbo. I want to give an honourable mention to Reese Walsh, who's made 70k for the year. He was an alternative that we could have gone. Um, for me, I think I started the year with Tommy Turbo and... Um, Teddy. Um, and when Teddy wasn't sort of firing, I flipped the ghost switch over to Walsh. Um, and we were getting tons. Where did I move him and bring him in? Um, it was like early doors. I brought him in on a ton, I think, um, you know, round three. I got a 95, then an 84, then a 99, then an 86, then a 101. Yeah, well, we were all worried about when he was up against strong opposition. And sure, he came into um, the Parramatta Eels and the South Sydney Rabbitohs where he scored a 38 and a 23. But um, he picked it up after that and really sort of shook the tag. He's been terrific enough to get himself the pick in origin above um, Ponga, uh, which he was exceptional in as well. So um, started the year at 3.3%, um, a peak of 43%. Uh, he's down at 23.5 now. Um, and look, obviously he is going to be straight walk up into that origin team as well. Um, but I think he's um, done exceptionally well for someone who's pretty much a rookie um, player. I mean, he was there for the you know Warriors a large portion of it last year, but I think he's just looked a million bucks better this year. He's averaging 74.8, which is elite in the fullback. You know, people who, um, you know, didn't go a Latrell, you know, you're only five points off the worst if you went Reese Walsh and um, took a punt on him. I've got to mention um, William Kennedy, who's not actually a really sexy pick in the fullback position. Um, but this bloke's averaging 74.8 this year, and he's made himself a tidy um, $169,000 for the year, which is exceptional, really. Um, I reckon he's um, a really underrated footballer, not by any Sharks fans by any stretch, but um, to start the year, people um, did not take a punt. The real Uber pod chases 1.5%. You started with a 70 and then, um, you know, he's only 1.6 in round two where he tunned up 106. Um, he's been really good this year. His low score is a 45 and then he jumps straight up uh, to a 51. Um, only the one ton from him. So that might be somewhere um, where, you know, he doesn't sort of compete against some of the big, big boys out there, but it's all averaging out really consistently with him. Um, you jump straight up from that um, 40 um, 
where was it? The 45, you jump up to a 51. That's pretty bloody amazing. A lot of 70s, 80s, 90s in there from him. Um, he's a really good player. He really complements their team. He's made a stack of money. Um, he's sitting there now at 6.6% owned. So um, people will be grabbing Bula, and you might have been priced out of a Kennedy. Um, but I reckon, where was it? It was around around. Seven. He was 3.4% only. He jumped up to sort of 6% over the next couple of rounds and he rewarded people with good scores. People took the plunge there. Um, look, they're going to be um, not there in round 17, um, but you get them in uh, round 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, all the way to the end. Um, you know, he was one that probably people get priced out of now in the fullback position, but I reckon the score, anything 70% um, above, some people might have a Zarco down there. You do it extremely well at 80.8, or if you've got yourself um, a Nick Meany, you've done very well as well. But, um, you know, Dylan Edwards as well, um, he's a similar sort of scoring at 73.9. There's these guys that are less um, owned by people, um, but, mate, 9.1% for Dylan Edwards, not really an origin sort of shout, although people said that Teddy should be dumped and uh, you know, Dylan Edwards should get the run. Um, he started the year at 4.7% of people who sort of took a punt, um, and he hasn't got above 62 until last week. Um, now he's gone up to um, 91 uh, Unfortunately, when he went up to 9.1, he scored a 39, which is his worst score of the year. Um, but look, we've got 122 in there. You've got a big 163 out of him as well, so he can go big. Um, and I reckon, um, look, it may not be a move that was great for you now, but at a certain point in the year, these William Kennedys and these Dylan Edwards were terrific picks for people um, for their super coach teams, and they've probably exceeded everyone's expectations, that's for sure, for no frills sort of um, fullback options. And I think this year we've had the opportunity to go a little bit kooky in the old fullback position, um, and it's worked out well for those people who took those punts. Um, let's go to the flops. You suck! Now, this one's a pretty bloody harsh pick, um, and I'm sorry that I have to do it, but I'm going to say James Tedesco. Much like the Murray sort of drop and the fall from grace, um, James Tedesco hasn't really had a year that's sort of um, set the world alight, nor are the Roosters, who we all expected were going to go really well this year. Um, and Teddy, I guess, um, you know, he had a bit of an unlucky start to the year where he was just a a feather off getting a try or two um, and he was terrific last year for those last week for those um, loyal holders who got 118 and before he went into origin he got another 118 as well so um, look Teddy has um, been you know below you know what we expected of him and it's a 20 point drop on you know last year um, which he you know everyone was saying he was done and dusted last year and he proved all the doubters wrong um, so far um, this year he's average average, um, you know, 20 points lower than the year prior. That average is going to see him at um, 62.5, um, which is, you know, pretty mild by his standards when he's sort of been an average, you know, in the top sort of one, two, three, four, you know, fullbacks. Um, and that's, you know, pumped up with a couple of tons in the last two sort of games. He was 46% owned. He was, and I was an owner. He started um, the year as um, a really good price for people, you know, comparatively in the fullback position. He started with a 51 and a 50. 
55, a 60. Then we went down to 22 and a 42. It was just unteddy like. Um, you know, he'd already lost, you know, 84,000. People started jumping off right from round three because he was 36.3% um, owned in round three. That's when I jumped over to Walsh. Um, he dropped down to 17.3. Um, and then he dropped down to 9.9. So um, that was his low point in the year. Um, he started to sort of build up a little bit in recent weeks. 10.4%. He scored a 75. And look, let's be honest, um, the scoring has got a little bit better, apart from a 29 in round 11 against the Penrith Panthers of all teams. So we've got a 75, a 57, a 61, 118, 118, um, and the 29 in there. So in recent times, I think we've seen that Teddy has started to warm up. Um, he's 14% owned now. Obviously, he's got an origin campaign, um, but I really think that despite the Roosters not um, looking sensational, um, Teddy has now just said, look, it's time time for me to just take it on my back and I think um, you saw him in an interview saying he felt like he had to do too much I think last week he definitely looked like he just did not try to take as many um, carries of the ball or have his hands on the ball he just popped up like with the teddy that we know and love and you know in the ruck up the middle up the you know on the sides every time they got a break he was there um, and I really think that maybe at this point in the year he's 657,000 which is an absolute bargain he's lost 179,100 but I'm not going to write him off as an own um, towards you know the back end of the year because he's a champion and much like last year I would not be surprised to see that average go up 15 20 points as the year goes on but so far um, it's nearly 200k loss and it's an average of 60 Two point, um, you know, 62.5. So you want to know who's got a better average than Teddy this year? Dallin with Teddy Zelezniak, 69.7. You know, Drinkwater, Bula, you know, um, Clint Gutherson, Lachlan Miller. Um, you know, he's, he's started the year really well. Um, you know, Charles Nickel Clockstad, who started, you know, at 350,000, has got an average of 62.5. So 62.4. So um, look, it's not been. You just don't expect to see Teddy at 14 on the list, and that's why he's going to get the flop for, for mid-year. Um, but I really am looking forward to end of year to sort of see where he jumps on that ladder. And I would be surprised if he doesn't get up, you know, above these, you know, William Kennedys and Dylan Edwards, who have a terrific year, mind you. Um, but these last couple of weeks, I reckon Teddy's starting to warm up in his year. So he might have the award currently, but I'm, I'm not fully expecting that that's going to be the case for the rest of the year. And, you know, I'll have my eye on him. I'll have a watch on him. When, once he sort of jumps out of this origin campaign, um, you know, to maybe pump into that second sort of uh, fullback position. Well, I don't know what the combo is going to be for the run home in the fullback position. Um, you know, you've got these bloody awesome players going, you know, at the moment in your Boolers and your, your Walshers and all of that sort of stuff. Um, it'll be really interesting to see... Um, who sort of jumps on him uh, out, out of the origin sort of campaign. But those loyal holders who um, you know, hung in there um, the last couple of weeks have been really good for you and you deserve it. So there's the Adrianosaurus Award Show. Um, <laughs> mid-year awards. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. I had this one sort of pegged and, um, you know, half prepared. I had all my notes down. I just hadn't really feel like recording. So here's a little bit of an extra tidbit of your super coach content for you. Um, and hopefully you enjoyed it. So thanks very much, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. The only thing that you will need to know is that this is the Adrianosaurus Mid-Year Supercoach 